1: Welcome to the program, it's the day, day edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program usually dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering Bible questions, whatever's on your heart or mind. Today we can sort of expand things, because Paula's in studio, so ladies, if you need any encouragement, you have questions that you would like answers for from her about, all you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's six three zero five seven five seven. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel uh, app um, and send your questions to us that way. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of your screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number one more time is 340 four zero95. 85. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, baby. We've got a lot of stuff going on. We just had about a billion kids in here praying for the program today, so...
3: Yeah, it's like the gremlins were watered. They are (laughs) multiplying. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, scooch over a little bit. We can't even make the right circle, so it was cute, though. But isn't
1: that exciting, kids? I mean, these are... are, Elementary school kids, 4th, 5th, 6th grade, some of them a little bit younger. Yes. But they're actually fighting to get in here. They're excited to pray.
3: Mm-hmm. It's my turn. No, it's my turn. No, yeah. I'll pray. So you had to finally... Cause I want to pray today. Can I pray today? Because mm-hmm. Hannah, the the boss lady of them all, was unavailable. So they had to come up with the prayer on their own, and they did well. So it was cool.
1: <laughs> Hannah, the boss lady, was she in 5th grade?
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, she's got that voice, though. You know, you got that... She, well, no, she got that squeaky voice right now. Huh? Yeah, she's yeah, in she sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade?
1: Yeah, she's in sixth grade. Oh, my
3: goodness. She's too little to be sixth grade. It was grade.
1: yesterday she was born.
3: I know. It. I know. Man, that's the, what we were talking the, about in the car today. Well, you know, because we're 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 the old people now that used to hear those those platitudes. Where has the time gone? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my I, gosh. Z, Zechariah prayed today, and he said or Zariah, I mean, he prayed today. And he said, "He said, uh, oh, and thank you, Jesus, that all the babies came out well mm-hmm. and the moms are okay. Yeah,
3: and the moms are okay. And three. those who are still holding their babies, may those babies come out okay mm-hmm. as well. So cute, huh? Kids know stuff. Um, so, babe, praise the Lord. Our women's retreat is three week three weeks from today, not two, like I've been saying, which has just kind of elevated my, like, you got to get this done. And so now I'm I'm kind of chilling. Thanks to you cuz you reminded <laughs> me, you know, Paula, it's it's 3 weeks away not 2. You're going to be all right. So.
1: Well, yeah, and we still got space.
3: We got space in the bunks. And and the bunks are nice. They're real they're really nice, but this year Yeah, this year, is a
1: really nice retreat mm-hmm. center. It's not
3: Yeah. But this year we had ladies Like I said, I think I said last week, we had over 100 ladies sign up the very first day of registration. And by the second week, we were at 174. And now we're at, I think, 246. And we can go to 300 or more. And so there's still plenty of room. And with the excitement of this one, again, I feel really bad for anybody who'd miss it.
1: So how would somebody from our listening audience here on the radio, how would they sign up for it if they don't want to miss it?
3: Well, they could go to um, CalvarySA.com and go to women's events, and it should come come right up saying uh, retreat registration. And you
1: can still order a T-shirt online yeah, as well. better
3: hurry up. Yes, yeah, you got to hurry up and order your T-shirt um, so you get your own, you know, your size and your style. I think there's a women's cut and then a regular cut. So kind of a little bit of an hourglass cut is the woman's cut, and the other one is just kind of straight. So yeah, go there and.
1: Who knew they had different kinds of T-shirts?
3: You know, Don, Don, <laughs> she's my, she's so organized. She and Sandra, they, I, all I do is, well, not even this year. <laughs> I'm doing nothing, because um, usually I go to the airport and pick up the guest speaker, but she's driving herself in this time. <laughs> so, pretty much, I'm done. I know I have one uh, one study I'll do, and um, I do the room assignments. So sign up, people. Get your T-shirts and get to the retreat. I to tell, tell so, so, so give the dates again. March 5th through the 7th. Registration on Thursday. So it's the, Thursday evening. So if you are a working lady, praise the Lord for your job, um, you don't really have to miss but one day of work. Um, and that's all day Friday. So it actually starts... Um, around 7 on Thursday. And from Universal City, it's about an hour and a half drive. Um, if you're in, in northern San Antonio, you're closer. Um, so it, it's going to be nice. You get dinner, eat dinner on your own, and then you come to the retreat, and just be ready for a sweet date with Jesus and a bunch of other crazy ladies.
1: And I know we've covered this before, but what if somebody in the audience is thinking, but I don't know anybody, and I'll be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm.
3: No, you won't. In fact, we have one lady on the, because I have all the names of people who sign up, and I, I won't tell her name, but she says, I've never been to one, and I don't know anybody. But she's coming. But that won't that won't last but, I don't know, 30 seconds at at the <laughs> most, because you'll see the, that person who's never been there kind of, Looking around like where do I go? What do I do? We have plenty of ladies who are just so welcoming that she'll just she'll have best friends before, probably lifelong friends before she leaves. Yeah, so please get there. so don't be shy. come out. Um, and we do have if you don't want to stay overnight, you'll miss out there too because that fellowship in the rooms with those ladies um, you, is kind of a smaller, group, like a small uh, serving church, if you go to a big church, Um, but you get to know those ladies a lot better, and seriously, you do make lifelong friends, but even if you can't um, stay the night, we have, we can break the cost down, so that we have about four ladies right now who can only come all day Friday, so they're not spending the night, either night, Um, and we can, we just have to pay for their insurance and their meals, so, um, just let me know calvarysa.com register and and then um if you need to call the church is area code 210-658-8337 and ask for annette pastor ken and they'll they'll get a message to me
1: yeah and and i i usually say this a little bit closer but but i think we're filling up so quickly Mm -hmm. uh if you would love to go and you can't afford to go uh, you call the church. You tell them, put on Pastor Ron's tab, and um, we want you to go. This is this is one of those things that the Lord has put on our heart a long time ago. Uh, I don't think this is unfair to the ladies who pay. Uh, we've got a bunch of people who contribute scholarships, so we've got some set aside. And we just wouldn't want you to miss a date with Jesus. No,
3: absolutely. And, I, you know, Pastor Ron, thank you so much because of your faithfulness there, too, because I told the ladies, I said... Because I've had a couple say, um, I've had a couple say, um, I may not be able to pay the whole thing, and I always tell them, "Pay what you can." Um, the Lord is faithful. But I said, "Watch any time now." Pastor Ron's going to start announcing. Don't let money keep you from your date with Jesus. Mm-hmm. As poor as we are, um, but we do have uh, several people who have who have uh, given some mm-hmm. scholarships. So it's it works out. And some people who are giving the scholarships. Uh, in past years, they've been the ones who've received scholarships, And so it's, it always works out. God, God takes care of it.
1: Okay. Well, we'd love to have you. I was just on the phone making arrangements for our men's retreat in September. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it'll be September in a minute.
3: Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. We've already been on vacation and come back. We mm-hmm. will already have been on to the Philippines and mm-hmm. come back. Mm-hmm. Pastor Ron, you said you did not want this to be an event church, but it seemed like we are always doing something, you know?
1: Nobody listens to me, Paul.
3: (laughs) There's just so many outreaches um, that there's always going to be something going on.
1: People say, well, aren't you the head of the church? You're the boss, Pastor Ron, right. Nobody listens to me, so it's not a big deal. Mm. Oh, uh, my producer just muted us for a second so he could tell us it's the first time that uh, the Philippines has been mentioned on the radio program. Oh. So uh, probably a little bit of an explanation is <laughs> is required here. Uh, I've been asked to speak at the 25th anniversary of the uh, Bible College in Dumaguete in the Philippines. And then uh, Jocelyn, who um, you've heard on this radio prim- program before, and her husband, uh, Pastor Lane, who is our worship leader uh, and a pastor on staff here. Uh, she has a concert in the Philippines and we're going to sort of turn that into an evangelism thing so uh, we're going it's August the 23rd through September the 3rd it's a 10 day trip uh, and um, um, we would appreciate you praying for us we really would so uh, I don't like to travel I know I'm not a good traveler
3: I know
1: (laughs) (laughs) but the the Lord made this really, really clear that yeah. this is something that i I need to be a part of, so um we'll see we're we're gonna actually try to do the radio program from the Philippines if we can afford to take our producer and all the equipment and stuff like that, and we won't be able to sleep anyway once mm-hmm. we're there so mm-hmm. so uh just just keep us in prayer for the that trip coming up in uh late August yeah. Okay, Paul, it's time to talk about today's show. What's on your heart? Uh,
3: Amazing. Oh, well, you know how at night I write my notes of what we're going to talk about on this radio show, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So I had these three cards, and I knew I was writing stuff front and back, Pastor Ron. But when I woke up this morning and I put my glasses on to check my notes, the pen had not worked. (laughs) And so, all you need is a pen with ink in it. You know what I'm saying? But I got up in the middle of the night. I found a pen, and you know, pens are supposed to work. So, what I did with my detective mind is I've seen on on shows where you can tell where they had the indent. So I took a pencil lightly and kind of, so I can read a little bit of what I wrote, even though I was (laughs) you were praying for me to. You know, I got a mind like a steel trap. (laughs) The bomb already went off in. Mm -hmm. So um, I was thinking about uh, a maze study from Monday night, and she used the word repurposed. And then you you last night also said, and, you know, repurposed is just another word for reboot, kind of, sort of, kind of. And so you said that word as well last night um and so i was thinking oh yeah once we were lost and now we're found once we were going headlong into sin into the darkness that you talked about last night and yet the holy spirit comes alongside of us and starts shaking us up like hey why am i feeling bad that i threw that piece of trash on the ground you know that never bothered me before like that's part of your story and so you had to go back and pick that trash up, and it's like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to be repurposed, we're no longer living for sin and going after the sinful things that we used to do. Even though every once in a while we find ourselves drifting into the darkness, like you started out last night. But we've been repurposed. We have. Been, we were created by God for God. And when we've taken our own lives in our hands and gone the way of the world, going with the flow, there comes a time if we're still kind of sensitive because the Holy Spirit is much stronger, even though he's sensitive, and the gentleman starts stirring us up. And we begin to think, what kind of life am I living? You know, last night you were saying this, and I say this all the time. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm saved because my life now has meaning and purpose for good and not for evil. Um, And so uh, repurpose, what a good word, kind of like Onesimus. Uh, You know, his his name means useless, useful, but he was useless for the longest time as he had taken himself and gone out into the world um, just doing his own thing. Because he didn't want to be under anybody's authority and uh, runs into Paul, you know, gets saved. Hear that message, you know, that message says, You know, you are wrong. You know, you got to go back and make this right. And people ask me that all the time. If people have offended you, do you have to. Um, do you have to forgive them? Or if you've offended somebody, do you have to ask them for forgiveness, or can you just ask forgiveness from God? Well, no. You ask forgiveness from God, yeah, but as long as that person's alive, you should probably go back and make that right.
1: Yeah, when possible. It doesn't matter yeah. whether they receive it or not. It's just mm-hmm. one of those things you want to put your newfound faith on display. And the way you do that is to say, look, I don't know where you are with Jesus. I don't know if you believe at all, but I just met Jesus and everything's changed. Mm-hmm. And I've come to tell you I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, Jocelyn has a great testimony about that. When she was a diva Jocelyn, you mm-hmm. know, or the, mm-hmm. the, the, the star, yeah. um, um, she left a trail of people that she offended. And, and uh, this whole Philippines thing that she's been doing now for a for couple of years, couple has given her the opportunity to run into people, and um, and and say, you know what? I, I know what I did was wrong. I'm really, really sorry. And and they can't believe that Diva Jocelyn is apologizing, mm-hmm. and then she gets the opportunity to share her faith with yeah. them. So that's yeah. that's always a good thing. Yeah,
3: and that faith, um, just like with Onesimus, going back and saying he's sorry, even though he's still a slave, but better than a slave. Um, i know he worked as unto the lord no longer um you know where the lord says if anybody comes after me deny themselves and follow me and so i i just imagine that onesimus now living up to his name useful and so once we have been repurposed our usefulness is now for the lord no longer for us and um we're used for other people. God will take care of us, but we're used for other people. That's why you're going to the Philippines, Pastor Ron. <laughs> it's for other people. They've been trying to get you to come over there for a few years. You're like, no, I don't travel. Just like I don't eat green things. Yeah. Did you pray? And so the Lord said, let me just tell this man, you're going to the Philippines Pastor Lane is so happy. So is Jocelyn. And so is, what's the name, yeah. Pastor Jimmy, who's been yeah. asking you for? They're
1: happy now, but wait till they have to take care of me while I'm there.
3: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Please, Lord, provide for Sam and Don to go so they can take care of Pastor Ron while I go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to be all right, baby. You were good in the hospital. You'll be good on the plane, too.
1: Hey, 340-9585 if you have any questions or calls for Paula. 340-9585. Um,
3: okay, one of my papers, as I was doing my little pencil thing on there, um, at the top of this one, it just says Matt.
1: Oh, that's right. I'm so glad you reminded me. So you go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, you know, we've been praying for Matt, and uh, a long time ago, before we even came out here, um, the Lord had told me that all my sons will be taught by the Lord and great will be my children's peace. So I've been praying for Matt that the Lord would make him one of my sons, which would be one of our sons. no.
1: Uh, Matt you called can, mm-hmm. a, a week ago mm-hmm. and was really suffering, talking about uh, taking his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked for a while.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Matt, if you're listening, um, um, Paul has been praying for you. I've been praying for you. Uh, we'd like to hear from you and know that all is well. So that that's the background. Now, mm-hmm. go ahead, Paul.
3: That's the background. So... Um, there's one, There's a song that I've been listening to for quite a while because Matt uh, let out with uh, saying he didn't feel like he ever measured up or, you know, he wasn't good enough for anybody. Matt, there's a whole lot of people just like that in this world. In fact, one of my new favorite songs is called Nobody by Casting Crowns, so I'm giving them their, their props. It says, the, the first uh, verse says... Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life, I've been told I belong at the end of the line with all the other not-quites, with all the never-get-it-rights. But it turns out they're the ones you've been looking for all this time. Because I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm going to read second verse as well, and then I'll stop. It said, Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight. It's kind of like, that's stupid, you know? But you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, Matt, everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil start talking to me, Saying, who do you think you are? I say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about the somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave my heart a song to sing. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm living for the world to see nobody but Jesus. And so, Matt, stop trying to win friends and influence people. If you're a Christian, and nobody, we didn't establish that, if you're a Christian... You got the best friend in the world, and he created you for a great purpose. And even talking about um, leaving this world, um, the enemy wins when we do that. And we don't want to let the the enemy win, and we don't want to make Jesus cry. And, Matt, I want to adopt you. (laughs) The Lord. (laughs) All my sons will be taught by the Lord and great will be my children's peace.
1: He's already been adopted.
3: Okay, good. By By Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he needs an earthly family.
1: He was going through some difficult times. And, Matt, I want to say, you you told us you listen to the program daily. And uh, I want you to know that God loves you so much that he's had you on a lot of people's hearts. You're being prayed for. And you matter. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise and, and the weak things to shame the strong, the despise things, even the things that are not, Paul writes to the Corinthians. And that's a badge of honor because that's a very big club. You know, we're, we're the people who recognize that we're not much. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones who then know we need help. So we mm-hmm. cry out to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apostle Paul cried out, O wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death? And the answer was Jesus, and he will deliver you through this trial. Uh, Matt, you can call, you can email, just somehow. We, we want to know that you're okay and doing well. So um, uh, you're on our hearts. That means you're loved and cared for, and uh, Jesus uh, woke Paul up last night to write your name down. Yeah,
3: yep. And and seriously, not all of my notes I can see with my little pencil scratching, but... Matt is right there. So you matter.
1: Okay, Paula, we got a question from our email inbox, Anonymous, and I held this one for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it says it's a follow-up to the halftime show question that we had a week ago um, on the program, uh, talking a lady whose heart was broken because her husband watched the halftime of the Super Bowl. Um, and this question says, um, anonymously, what do you do or say... When your husband looks inappropriately at women in public, when something is said, there is denial about it.
3: Well, uh, just I, 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 that's a hard thing. But usually, it bothers us when we're insecure ourselves. Um, and so, you know, I mean, there's there's pretty people out there, uh, and there's sometimes when. The, you know, un- unfortunately, sometimes the we ladies wear our short, our skirts a little too short and our tops a little too, mm, and men are just visual. Um, but inappropriately at women in public, I would be more upset if he's looking inappropriately at women in private. But um, when there's denial about it, I, I don't even know if that's so wise to call him on it when it's happening um i would try to train myself to wait until an appropriate time um to talk to him about that uh, but ask the lord to show you how really beautiful you are just like with matt you know um you matter uh, you're beautiful all beautiful you are my darling there is no flaw in you and what happens is um when we're accusatory uh we just are. We just are starting a fight, and uh, just just be confident in the Lord and who you are. Um, take care of yourself as much as you can. But I, I think it's just starting fights. Yeah, I'm, I'm going so to come back to so that wise. on the other side of so the break,
1: so Paula, because I think I, I love what you what you said. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the day day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back on the other side of the break. We'll see you in two minutes.
3: Don't have time to call into the word to stand on for life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com.
0: back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
1: Welcome back to the program, 340-9585. Again, ladies, if you have any questions for Paula, I would love uh, to give her the opportunity to be a source of encouragement for you. Uh, we've got 30 minutes left today. Um, Paula, this question um, that was sent in by Anonymous, what do you say when your husband looks inappropriate at women in public? Um, uh, One of the reasons I love you so much is because you're a realist. Mm -hmm. I mean, you deal with the reality. And inherently, and I want everybody to understand this, and then I'm going to explain the, the other side of it. But inherently, there's nothing wrong with glancing at someone who's attractive. Um, um, I love the fact that God made pretty people um, we go to the gym and I'm, I'm looking at, at the guys with the flat stomachs all the time thinking, <laughs> wish that was me Lord you know kind of thing but, but um, we also as men we need to be really sensitive to our wives insecurity and, and ladies um, being um, submitted to the, the headship of your husband I'm assuming this is a Christian marriage. It uh, doesn't mean you have to be quiet. And, and it's, it's, it's really simple to say, uh, and, and a good time to do it is when you're reading the Word together, or when you're at home and you've got some quiet, just, you know, I, I want you to know it, it hurts my feelings when I see you looking at women. You always say you don't, but I see that you it hurts my feelings. But then you can say this, but you know what? I don't want my insecurities to cause a problem between us. And Paul, I love that because um, a woman who is secure about who she is and, and and the fact that her husband loves her and chose her, um, uh, uh, secure in the fact that she's still attractive to her husband, um, she doesn't really then need to worry so much about a husband who's looking. And, and when you said I'd be far more concerned if he was looking in private, that's a, a much bigger deal. Mm-hmm. So... Um, share your heart with him, but at the same time, take Paul's counsel and find out what Jesus thinks about you. Really understand that he thinks you're perfect, that the all beautiful you are, my darling, there's no flaw in you, comes from the Song of Songs, um, written by Jesus. It's how Jesus feels about you looking at you. And when we accept that we're beautiful um, to him, um, then we're going to be secure in our beauty in this world. And, um, you know, uh, I'll tell you, a woman who is secure in her beauty is very attractive. And that's appealing to a husband. An insecure woman is less so. Now, you're smiling at me. Why?
3: Uh, Well, kind of on a blushy thing. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. I see. Because you're looking at me like, I'm glad you're you. Mm -hmm. So, I like that.
1: Okay. So, Anonymous, I, I'm sorry we, we held up the sh- the question, but I wanted Paula to be able to, to answer this. And uh, I think that's really, really good direction for you. Uh, don't let your insecurities cause a rift. Um, men's heads are often on a swivel, um, often unaware uh, of what we're doing. And um, I, I know that if Paula saw me looking at somebody very quickly and, and said, you know, that hurts my feelings, I'd try my best not to do it again. But, you I mean, that's just not something I think about. Yeah. So
3: And, and really pray for your husband um, because he is supposed to watch what his eyes see. And so pray for him because God's going to hold him accountable if he really was looking inappropriately. You know, like uh, King David, he saw Bathsheba. But then he saw Bathsheba. There's a huge difference, <laughs> you know. I mean, she's out there bathing on the roof for everybody to see, but especially King David. So it, there's a difference. Um, so yeah, if he's looking, yeah. but if he's looking, yeah,
1: and, and I don't think she was out there for everybody to see. I think she was. She had an audience and one in mind. Yeah, okay. you know, David gets a bad rap, but 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 she was well aware. Yeah. Of what she was doing and and she also knew that when David summoned her there was no way she could say no mm-hmm. so it was it was just sin Yeah. but David's the one who gets busted counted. by the Lord you know it so yeah. okay
3: so pray for your husband mm. and pray for yourself that you will be less sensitive and I, I I guarantee you that once you're less sensitive he's not looking nearly as often or as long as you think so. good okay, okay. Paul All right. So, you know, we've had a couple of people lately, um, even one man at the gym you were talking about, who just, he's done so many bad things, he just can't seem to forgive himself, you know. And uh, I kind of like what you said, you know. I mean, just, and it's to men that you're saying that. But this really goes, applies to everybody, you know. No matter what you've done, Jesus has died for that. And it's pretty prideful, arrogant if, you know, what you think you've done is so bad that, you know, God, you know, he doesn't know.
1: Yeah, that's a man who's just thinking too much about himself, (laughs) isn't he?
3: Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, Paul killed Christians. Paul was trying to be the best of the best, and he was taking, you know, the people who were called the way— to jail he's having some killed, uh, and yet he's the one that says forgetting what is behind I press on towards the goal for which Christ Jesus died for me and so for those of us you know who maybe thought man we've done so many bad things there's no way get over it. <laughs> we need to get over ourselves and, and really trust the Lord that what he said, what he's done, and it is finished, it's finished for you as well, too. So I I don't know why anybody would say, I just can't forgive myself other than they want to stay. Well, there's
1: there's an enemy pushing the guilt button Mm -hmm, for sure. mm -hmm. But you see, that's a person who doesn't really understand the promises of God Mm. and doesn't have the faith to apprehend them. You know, when Romans eight one says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and yet we're condemning ourselves, and the enemy is condemning us, and it's causing our walk and our witness to be compromised, um, um, that's an unnecessary self-inflicted wound. Why do we allow condemnation when Jesus says there is none? Mm. Now, again, I understand the emotions of it. I understand... Uh, guilt and feeling really bad. I understand we've all been raised to feel that we're 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 not worthy. All of those things, but but see, that's how we delight the fact that I'm not worthy, and God chose me anyway. Mm-hmm. Makes it all the more valuable. Yeah, and I love the fact that if um, I'm feeling condemned or guilty, I know instantly the source of that guilt is the enemy who wants to to, to destroy to kill. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to make sure there's no fruit coming from my life. Well, if I recognize that it's from him, then I don't have to spend one more minute even dealing with it. Oh, I know that's the devil. I'm not going to listen to him. Mm-hmm. And and that way, then I can just lean on the promises of God. Yeah. And when I told that man that that's just arrogant, um, he agreed. He agreed. Yeah. If, if, if we have faith to believe that Jesus is our Savior... We ought then to have enough faith to believe that He's also delivered us, and believe in His promises. Mm-hmm. And Paula, just—I said in the Bible study last night, I think—just, just the promises in Romans eight. Yeah, was that last night? Mm-hmm. Okay, you did. Uh, just the promises in Romans chapter eight. Why wouldn't we believe? Those promises, when they're written, we're more than conquerors through Him who loved us. If God is for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no condemnation. I mean, those are just a few of the promises mm-hmm. in Romans mm-hmm. chapter eight. If we believe them, then we're going to be in a good place. Let's. We got a couple phone calls. No okay, let's go to Jimmy first on uh, line one. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air.
4: Hello. Hey, I want to ask you this question. Okay. Um, I keep on asking my mom that. She need she needs to apologize to my wife Martha for what happened two years ago, and uh, and um, she says she says she doesn't want to. So what happens when somebody doesn't want to apologize? What happens to them, or they just refused? And she says I could. And I said why, Mom? Why don't you want to apologize to to my wife Martha? I mean you were wrong what you did. and I mean I respect you as my mother and I love you and all this, but why don't you want to apologize to her? And she says because I don't want to. <laughs> I said, Martha. Martha's already forgiving you. I said, Martha's already forgiving you, but it took time for her to heal, and, that, and that I know she's coming to pick you up, and she's taking you places and all that. But see, um, you know, Martha's already stressed to me. You know, I, I have already forgiven her, but I'm waiting for her to apologize. But you know, because it's, she, I guess she still feels the pain. And,
1: yeah, uh, Jimmy, that especially in a family dynamic that's a very very difficult situation here's what i would you know I, i'm not i don't know your mom so i'm not judging your mom when I say this but if this was my mom um, um i would say mom let me tell you about Jesus you need Jesus the bible want to hear
4: about it well you want to hear about it
1: but but i wouldn't i wouldn 't give her the option i 'd say uh, the, the Bible says that, that he or she who will not forgive will not themselves be forgiven. Mom, this is a matter of of where you 're going to spend eternity and and jimmy i know, I know you i don 't know how old your mom is, but we get to a point where we 're running out of time, and I think this is the time to be uh, direct you don 't have to preach to her or you't have to stay involved in the conversation. But she needs to know that, that that you need Jesus, Mom. And the closer you get to, to the end of life, uh, the more you need to depend on other people. Jesus is the only one that you can depend on. And and to expect an unbeliever to, to ask somebody for forgiveness, I think is unreasonable. They're simply not going to do it. Paula?
3: Mm-hmm, I totally agree. And you know what, Jimmy? You definitely married up. Your wife is... Serving this lady, even though she doesn't want to apologize to her, she's a better woman. (laughs) That's the Lord representing. And so praise God for Martha. You married up, but your mom needs, she needs Jesus. And if you don't take the stand just because it's your mom, I understand that. My mom used to call me and just... The language that would come out of her mouth, and I could hear the Lord, the voice of the Lord, say, "Hang up," and I'd be like, "To to the Lord, it's my mom. You don't just hang up on your mom." And the Lord says, "Hang up," because all that filth that she's pouring out is coming through Jesus before it hits me, and I'm not helping her. You're not helping your mom if you're not introducing her to Jesus, even though she doesn't want to hear
1: it. Yeah. And Jimmy, one one last thing, I'd I'd also tell uh, tell your wife that. That um, what does she expect from an unbeliever? You know, don't don't expect an unbeliever to act like a like a believer. Don't expect an unbeliever even to be kinder, considerate. And the more your wife shows your mother who Jesus is, mm-hmm. uh, the the more powerfully the Holy Spirit will be able to use that. Jimmy, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Segine uh, Ruben online too. Ruben, thanks for calling. It's good to hear from you.
2: God bless you both, Pastor and Paul. Um, I wish that this call was a happier call, but Pastor, I have no idea why God is doing or why he's allowing all of this to happen
5: to me. I
2: I don't know what else to do. I, I got... I'm having surgery on the 28th of this month, like I told you. No, I haven't told you. I'm getting sur- surgery on the 28th. Monday, I went to uh, First Baptist or Northeast Baptist to go do all the pre-op, the lab work and uh, the CAT scan and all that, and then they ended up finding something else in me. <laughs> is like, Lord, how much am I supposed to take? And I know I shouldn't be like that because I know the Word of God. I know the Word of God, but I'm alone.
1: I'm sorry, Pastor. Just, it's okay. Just
2: pray
3: for
1: me. Hey, hey, hey. Reuben, when you have a hurting heart... Uh, God can take the questions, mm-hmm. um, God can take the challenges. Um, so don't don't add guilt into the mix. And and we know your heart. You've demonstrated it over and over on this mm-hmm. program. But but let me share this first and foremost. This is a time when, if you will allow Him, Jesus will draw closer to you than at any time in your life.
5: Mm-hmm
1: it's in it's in, the t- it's in those moments those, those really really scary times when you're the most afraid that Jesus will come with the most power now I think sometimes we're looking for the wrong answers um, you know when and we did talk about this briefly um, before um, this is a time when the Lord will sit beside you and say my grace is enough for you my grace is sufficient and we're looking oh. for healing we're looking for God to relieve us from our suffering and, and sadly, Jimmy, that's just not always Ruben. the case. Ruben. Or Ruben, I'm sorry, I was looking at Jimmy on the line. Ruben, uh, that's not always the case. Uh, and so uh, this is a time when your only defense is to trust in God in what seems like impossible circumstances. Um, when you go to the hospital on the 28th, thank you for reminding me of the date, when you go to the hospital, you need to know that he's going with you. You need to know that he's prepared the way. And you need to know that if the outcome is successful, uh, Reuben, then, then uh, you're, you're going to have a testimony and you'll be able to praise the Lord. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have uh, trials and difficulty, uh, but it also means if the outcome is not successful from a human perspective, uh, it means that Jesus will be there and take you to be with him where he is. And, and it's at times like this when we have to be the most realistic about the circumstances that we're not in denial, but your focus has been so much on why is God doing this or why is God allowing it, rather than finding the God who, who allows you to share in the fellowship of the sufferings. Remember that, that, that he didn't answer his own son's prayer for deliverance. And when we are counted worthy of suffering for the name of Christ, there's something indescribable about that. There's something so special about it. We know the Lord in a deeper way than ever before. And uh, Reuben, you don't have to be alone at this. As as, uh, Northeast Baptist Hospital is not too far from us. So uh, if you want people there or you need help, all you have to do is say the word, and you're going to find out just how much God loves you. And the fact that you're still in the middle of the pain, still in the middle of the suffering, doesn't negate God's love for you. Paul, do you want to add anything?
3: Yeah, I was just wondering, is Northeast Baptist Hospital, Reuben?
1: Yes,
2: ma'am, it is. Okay. Uh, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, yes.
3: About what time do they expect the surgery?
2: Uh, I won't know that for sure until next Thursday. Next tw- on the third, ne- on the twentieth, next Thursday is when I go in and speak to Doctor Duncan, and then that's when he's going to tell me exactly what they're going to do on both ends of the surgery because they're going to do, if they found what they found, they're going to try to do them both at the same time. But he did tell me it was a high, <laughs> it was a high risk, but they had to do it, and so I'm. <laughs>
3: And who's who's? How do you get in here? I'm sorry. How are you getting to the hospital? You said you're going to be alone. I have no idea.
2: I have no idea. I haven't figured that out yet because I'm just like I can't even. I was just released from the hospital today. They did all kinds of tests on me, and then I didn't have my phone, and I couldn't. I I couldn't remember the number from from um, from memory to call. And so mm-hmm. I finally charged my phone, and I called you guys. But I will—I will find out next Thursday, and okay. and definitely at two thirty. And then I will call. I, I guess I'll call the show, and I'll let you know exactly yeah. what time. They're, they're Please gonna, do,
1: Jimmy. And the, if, if you need help getting there, we can provide that. I Ru, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm, sorry I'm, I, I'm sorry, Ruben. I keep looking at Jimmy on the mm-hmm. screen.
2: That's okay. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't mean to take too much time, but thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a okay. mm-hmm. I just. I just need a lot of prayer. Everyone that's yeah. out there, please just lift me up because I am so low and I hate it. I'm not,
1: okay. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pray for you now, Reuben. Okay. And then we'll, uh, okay. we'll wait for your call. I'll be praying all week. And uh, Marty, okay. I, I'm sorry that we kept you holding so long. You have to hang up, but we are, lines are open now. And uh, I'll take your call as soon as you pop in. If you can call back, Lord, we lift Reuben to you and ask by the power of your spirit That you would comfort him. This is the time when he needs the God of all Mm -hmm. comfort. So surround him in your comfort. Let him rest in your arms, Jesus. Get his thoughts and his focus on things above, on you, Jesus, seated at the right hand of glory. And comfort him. God, we ask for healing. We ask for you to deliver him through this. But right now, the need is to protect him. Protect his mind, his thoughts. And bring him to that place where he can enjoy. He doesn't have to understand, but he can enjoy the peace that passes all understanding. Comfort him, Lord. We ask you, merciful God, to heal him by the power of your spirit, Jesus. Wrap your arms around him now and love him to health for your glory. Amen.
3: Amen. before you hang up, Reuben, I got a a text from a caller. and it says, listening to the show, I wanted to remind Pastor Ron that tomorrow, the 14th, is Ruben's one year anniversary of telling you what his real name is. He was calling before with a fake name and confessed this on 2 14 19. He's been on my prayer list. I thought you might mention it to him. And then.
2: Well, tell, so, tell that person I said thank you. Tell that person we'll I said do thank it. you for reminding me because I didn't even remember. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, see, we'll, we'll do that, yeah. Reuben. Thank you she, very much. She
3: just received your uh, thanks okay. via the phone. So God Paula, bless
1: you, honey. Bye-bye. We're inside five minutes. Let's go to line one. We've got Angela holding on line one. Angela, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, love,
5: pastor. I couldn't resist calling on Reuben. I've got an uplifting passage from, from the Bible. It's okay. It's I don't, and Pastor, you probably know the passage better than I do, but let me say the first one, which I do know, it's from Genesis 1, you know, God saw everything we made, behold it was very good, and it was made in His image and likeness, and we have been over matter, material things. So that's the uplifting part, but Pastor, there's another part, it says, what is man that blah, blah,
1: blah. I will put all things under his feet. Do you know that passage, Pastor? Yeah, that's in, in, um, uh, it's actually an Old Testament passage, but it's quoted in the New Testament. uh, What is man that God is mindful of him? And uh, Paula, do you know the passage? Mm -hmm. I'll find it for you, Angela, but um, it's just, uh, he was made a little lower than the angels, obviously a prophecy of Jesus, but, but we're always in his thoughts. Psalm, Psalm that, 8 is the Old Testament passage. Psalm 8, Angela, is the Old Testament passage. Psalm,
5: oh, let me write it down. Psalm, oh, Psalm 8, did you say?
1: Eight. Yes, Psalm 8.
5: eight. Okay, well, Reuben, I just want you to know, that is what I'm going to be thinking about for you, that and Jesus came to heal and show us how to heal. Now, I realize there's a little bit of irradiation on that fact, and that's fine, but i I am uplifted and healed by the truth, and that truth is in Genesis 1 and throughout the Bible, and that passage that Paula uh, and Ron said also it. So God cannot, if we're made in God's image and likeness, now how can I actually God have cancer? Think about it. It's not well, possible. Uh-oh.
1: Yeah. Angela, you're, you're, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. going to take you off there. Yeah, A- Angela is, is misquoting and, and, and badly misunderstanding uh, the passage. This nonsense that, that, uh, that God doesn't want us to be sick uh, is, is um, um, irresponsible and damaging to so many. Um, so the fact that we're made in God's image has nothing to do with the fact that we through sin, die. So, uh, Angela, I, I, I'm sure your heart is in the right place, but your teaching, um, uh, the teaching you're getting, and then what you're trying to communicate here is is simply so far off the truth. Uh, and so damaging. We've had that for years, Paul. People come, oh, if you just have enough faith, yeah. God doesn't want you to be sick. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's simply uh, in complete contrast to what the Bible teaches.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think Paul told Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach, so because you're sick quite often.
1: Epaphras was sick and nearly died. Yeah. Paul himself begged God three times.
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's take just
1: this. this, this, this. We Americans we like this easy nonsense, this health and wealth, and, and uh, we we want uh, all the good. And um, the Bible says, what should we accept? Only good from the Lord and not bad. That's what Job says. Yeah. Should we accept only the good? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, life is hard. And, and uh, people like Reuben, who have been suffering for a long time, He's, this has been a, a several-year-long ordeal for Reuben. Imagine how destructive, how damaging it is to hear that, uh, that it's your fault because you don't have enough faith. And yeah. that's, that's what... Uh, that's uh, the final end of that. That's the final end yeah. of, of that kind of, of that nonsense. Kind of teaching, yeah. So uh, Reuben does not have cancer, but that's not the issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue is we all get sick. And we're all going to die. Paula, we're inside. Well, there's some music. Anything you there want to you say? There you go.
3: Ladies, three weeks from today, you want to be there. And the, the theme is, only you, only you, Lord. You do wonderful and marvelous deeds. You alone are God.
1: Reuben, everybody's praying for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he give you his peace. Uh, this has been The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'll be back tomorrow at a.m. 630 The Word at 4 o'clock. See you then.